Hi, Salima Hamarani here. And before we play our show, I want to ask you to make a donation to Making Contact. Become part of our group of supporters who believe in the value of independent media. We can only do this work with your support. And right now, your donation will be doubled by Newsmatch. So please just take a minute, go to our website, radioproject.org, and make a generous donation. Thank you so much. Now here's the show. Our system is in too many ways broken. The way we see the world shapes the way that we treat it. This is Making Contact. On today's Making Contact. So I don't have family and I don't have the resources. So when you don't have the resources, you have to go and find them. We're going to go to Central Ohio, where a single mom's collective hosts a resource pantry. We're just looking for resources that we can just give to moms with no barriers to entry, with no um, requirements, you know. And so that's what we're all about. I'm Amy Gastelum. Stay with us. like that and now I'm shopping this is a fridge this is where we have all our veggies as you can see the veggies I wanted some blackberries it's a sunny Sunday morning Rugi Engage sorts through a refrigerator stocked with fresh berries and tomatoes this is the motherful resource pantry she's one of a handful of women helping to stock the shelves before it opens at 10 but she's also shopping we have a lot of things for evening nights, oh, banana fritters. Look at this, I love mushrooms. I love ratiolis, I'm taking this home. You know, even a desert. Everything comes from Trader Joe's. We've got all of these to take home. There are a few local companies that donate, but Rugi's right. Most of the food comes from Trader Joe's. They give away stuff they can't sell to local organizations. Motherful serves single moms like Rugi and their families. They know that having enough healthy food is especially important to kids' health and development. Here's one of the founders, Lisa Woodward. Well, I'm super creative, and that's what I like to do is um, find ideas and think of ideas. Um, I was a teen mom, but I was super... um, uh, good at finding resources. Um, I see some younger moms that are just um, having a harder time to like maneuver the path. And that was never really hard for, for me um, because of just how good I am at just finding things. And so I like to continue that on, just finding, finding more resources. Um, but that's, that's me. Like I like to find stuff. When they first started, Lisa and her daughter Ginger would wake up early before school to pick up the food. And then we would drive back home and I would get her out and get her dressed for school, take her to school and then bring the food to the food pantry and put it away. So that's how that's the beginnings of it. And then we finally hired um, 
um, someone to pick up the food every day because it was it was getting a lot. But um, we're happy to have it, and it's all high quality, yummy food. Motherful doesn't check IDs or pay stubs, and they don't ration what people can take. We have tons of fruits and vegetables. Um, we get a lot of meat and eggs. Some surprises. Sometimes Trader Joe's will give us buckets and buckets of flowers, or we get a whole lot of asparagus at once. You never know. You never know. But it's all good stuff. And uh, our moms volunteer and just help it keep going, our pantry. Besides food, the pantry is packed with diapers and baby formula. There's detergent, shampoo, and even clothing. Black Lives Matter signs hang from the rafters. It's organized enough to find the essentials, but unexpected treasures like romance novels also surface here. Motherful's pantry is sort of like going to an auntie's house and searching through the spare fridge she keeps in the garage. It's almost 10, time to open for business. Some of the helpers take off, but the ones who stay are hoping they're going to see some babies today. Hey, that baby deserves all the pictures. That's what I'm telling you. The volunteers take a seat around a table, and they stay there until the early afternoon. Hearing them talk and laugh makes it cozy. Meanwhile, a young woman walks in. What you getting? Some lack because there's a shortage, so I'm just gonna take a few. Kay Riley stocks up on formula for her newborn daughter, Wisdom, then asks a volunteer for help finding the right size diapers. Excuse me, sir. Um, do you know what size these might be? Uh, which size are you looking for? Newborn. The smallest ones we got, right? Yes. That's... This is ones. Yeah. You can wear ones, too, so that's yeah. fine. On her way out, Kay stops when she sees a pile of books. You gotten books from here before? You I have. I have. I actually read one of them already, which is really good. And they have um, a book club as well. So. Are you part of it? Um, I am not yet, but I tend to be after I get. I just had my baby, so after I get her settled with, I definitely tend to join their book club. They have a lot of good resources here. A lot. She pockets a novel and heads to her car. Could we, it, would it be possible to sit in your car or my car for just a second to, to talk a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Is that okay? Well, let me put this in my car. Okay. You can walk with me. Okay. Cute purse. Thank you. Kay says she started coming to Motherful about three months ago, pretty late in her pregnancy. She's from a small town in Northeast Ohio, but she's in Columbus to go to school at Ohio State. So, um, yeah, this definitely has been extremely helpful for me in my journey as a mother. So How so? So I don't have family and I don't have the resources. So when you don't have the resources, you have to go and find them. And this has been a huge help. Um, not only, you know, um, they offer diapers and all that good stuff, but they also offer community. And I think that's the most important thing, especially when you're a single mother by yourself, there's other single mothers that can relate to you. So I think that's the most important thing that it offers community. Some of the moms at the pantry today qualify for a government program called the Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, also known as WIC. It's kind of like food stamps, but it's only for pregnant people and anyone whose children are under five. Are you using WIC? I am. Yes, I am. And... um. What's that been like? 
it's been very helpful, especially with a formula um, outage. It's still hard to find formula, but, you know, you don't really have to worry about the price. That's been good. Um, Okay, full disclosure. I've been a public health mother baby nurse for over 10 years. I've helped lots of people connect with WIC, and my mom used it in the 1980s. But I had never used it myself until pandemic lockdowns. I didn't love it. I had a baby not too long ago and I was using WIC. And for me and our family, it was about like $40 a month, basically, was kind of what it equaled out to. Yeah. Which isn't huge, I'll be honest. Yeah, that's true. It's not, it doesn't cover all of your... At all. At all. At all. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, it doesn't. I have to agree with you, but a little bit is, is I'm still grateful for the little bit that it does provide. But it would be nice if they provide a little bit more, you know. But yeah. Um, and then the other one of the other things that I found using it too is that it, it can be kind of complicated because it, you have to buy certain foods, and not every grocery store even. Yes, I've definitely found that not every grocery store even takes WIC and then you have to scan it and then just just a lot. I've definitely dealt with that. Just trying to find foods that qualify for WIC can be extremely, it can be extremely hard and annoying. I want to jump in here to explain what we're talking about. You can only use WIC to buy certain types of food. The idea here is that by limiting choices, WIC is guiding pregnant and parenting people to healthier food, like whole grain options. Also, participants have to make monthly visits to a nutritionist. That can be hard for busy parents. WIC sees itself as more of a health intervention than a food security program. And to be fair, studies have shown that WIC participants have less premature birth and low birth weight. But they have a big problem. Less than half the people who are eligible for WIC actually use it, about 43%. That's compared to 84% of eligible food stamps users, a program with much less restrictions and rules. It's difficult to know exactly why participation is so low, but as a user, I can tell you that besides the food restrictions and the mandatory visits, there's also a shaming factor. And there were times when I would get to the register and the person ringing me up didn't really know how to ring up WIC. Yeah. And then it's like all your business is everybody's business. Yes. It can be, yeah, it can be uncomfortable. I, that's happened to me, like, and they're screaming, well, I don't know how to use WIC. And they're just screaming out to the whole world. Why don't you just tell the whole world about my business? Why don't you? I think they definitely should train the individuals a little bit more on WIC. Um definitely confidentiality as well not everyone wants people to know that they're on WIC that's just the honest truth um and they should be able to know how to use it because there's stigma like you don't know if the guy behind you in line is going to be like (laughs) I you're welcome yeah exactly for my tax dollars yeah (laughs) and that's actually happened before with me so one time Kay was shopping with her sister they were at the register when the man in line behind them started to laugh and he was like, I'm glad my government or government told he said something about government, um, I guess, uh, pays your food. And we just kept on walking. It was very uncomfortable for me. Um, so, yeah. And I'm not used to that. So, yeah, definitely confidentiality. Not everybody wants 
the people to know that they're on WIC, but it's nothing to be ashamed of, honest. I had to learn that. Um, I had to humble myself and learn. It's not it's not a, a bad thing. It just has a negative connotation to it, which is unfortunate because a lot of women do need WIC. How did you convince yourself that it wasn't anything to be ashamed of? Where did that come from? Um, I guess it just came in from intern, just the internalizing me and my own insecurities of using governmental assistance. Like it's not a lot of women use it, and it's it's okay to use it if, especially if you don't have the resources. What can you do? I I didn't have the resources at the time, so I mean, it's nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing at all. Your new mom. You're a woman, and and I'm a single mom at that, so I'm I'm just using resources that they've given. You know what I mean? So Which don't even cover your whole bill. It doesn't even cover my whole. Bill. Not even half. Not even half. Not even a quarter. I don't think. <laughs> Each state has their own restrictions and rules when it comes to WIC, and some of them don't feel like a health decision. They feel like a budget decision. In Indiana, where I live, you have to buy the least expensive eggs and milk available. You can get organic produce, but you're not allowed to buy organic shelf-stable food or organic baby food. And it can be hard for stores, too. Each grocery store that wants to be a vendor must stock a minimum amount of WIC-approved foods at all times. It can be hard for some local independent stores to meet that requirement, especially international markets. For them... Most of the brands and types of food available through WIC are culturally irrelevant for their customers. Here's Rugi again. You know, being an immigrant, it's a whole new process. It's like being reborn. You have to first unlearn and then learn. When you come here, you get all kinds of information. It took me a while to go through the right channels. I even thought if you take benefits you will never be you will never be documented because they hold it against you so it takes you a while to just realize that this is just for the child you know so i i had week with my second child rugi is muslim and likes to shop at halal stores they don't take week so it's it's a problem i don't know what should be done small businesses working with WIC and working with all small business owners so WIC could be accessible to the people. They have to go to a regular grocery stores. And most of the time when I first started, what I was getting wouldn't even work for me. But I still have just to take it and try it. You're listening to Making Contact in a story about the Single Moms Collective, Motherful. To learn more, visit us at radioproject.org or our Facebook page. On Twitter, we are making underscore contact. On Instagram, we are making contact radio project. Okay, now back to the show. In September, President Biden took to the podium to talk food policy. Welcome to the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health. Good morning. Thank you very much. It's been over 50 years since President Nixon convened the original White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health. 
That single conference and the laws that inspired it led to transformational change that has helped millions of Americans live healthier lives for generations. So WIC came out of that first conference and was up and running by 1974. Since then, lots of changes have been made to the program, but the changes have been to which kind of cereal? How many grams of sugar in the juice? Never should we really be dictating the foods pregnant and parenting people can eat? This year, even more program changes are coming, mostly to get people to sign up. You can visit our website to hear an interview with leadership at the USDA for more there. Meanwhile, the collective at Motherful is holding it down for single moms in central Ohio. We don't tell you how to vote, but we are uh, an open, progressive, non-profit. Here's Rugi again. We support the Black Lives Matter. We support the LGBTQ plus community. We support all immigrants, no matter what their status is. We would support any woman, no matter what her choice is, but we are a pro-choice movement. So we're, we're just an open movement, inclusive, that try to be also wholesome, not only work with moms, but try to take care of all the needs that a single mother's family can have. The food pantry is just one of the ways Motherful supports single moms. Their core values include reparative justice and health care for all. They host community dinners and bi-weekly Zoom calls with guest speakers. It's more than a place to find food or baby items. It's a politically aware hug around about 325 single moms and their families. They're not being CEOs. It's mothers like us. We're all together. We are consulted at every level. It's a partnership. I have my own programs here. I get to have inputs and to say, this is what I want to see happen. And they make it happen. I make it happen. They give me the space, the voice. We talk. We decide this is something that is relevant, and we will do it. Like I said, community is the is the best resource, I would say. Just community, knowing that others have went through the same thing I've went through, is definitely comforting. What so. does that mean for you when you, you keep saying community? Like, what does that really look like on a day-to-day for you? If you're feeling down postpartum, you can always ask a friend to, you know, go out. Um, people still check up on me in the community. And not only that, they have an app for Motherful where you can tell your feelings and other women can, you know, reply and give you hope. That's what... Um, have you been using that? I have. I have a lot. In the middle of the night? In the middle of the night. Like, I'm feeling a little mm-hmm. depressed. <laughs> so... Yeah. But, yeah. I know about that 3 a.m. thing where you just wake up. Yeah, that's... What is this? No, it's a real thing. It's real. It's real. (laughs) It's like, where's my mommy? Back at the food pantry, I sat down with Heidi Howes. She's co-founder and co-director of Motherful. It's time for her baby to nurse, so we settle into chairs in an upstairs room. Kids are playing, and somebody's vacuuming downstairs. I asked Heidi how WIC 
relates to Motherful's plan for food justice. Um, we we do have a partner through WIC that we just recently connected with who is a mom who works there. Um, and so we're looking into it, but, you know, we're, we're just looking for resources that we can just give to moms with no barriers to entry, with no um, requirements, you know. Um, it's like, you need it, here it is. And so that's what we're all about. Uh, personally, I may qualify for WIC right now. I'm not sure. I've had WIC in the past, but I actually didn't. Um, like Wick in the past because it was dairy and we don't eat dairy or I don't eat dairy um, but I know now they do have fresh vegetables and that was something that I, I, I think I got on the tail end when my last child was born but um, I haven't signed up for Wick now. I was a teen mom and I definitely took place um, with Wick for multi- multiple uh, times because I have three daughters Here's Lisa Woodward again. She and Heidi started Motherful together. I asked her how Motherful's resource pantry is different from the WIC program. Um, how is it different? Um, this is a collective and a community. When when I was going through the WIC system, there was not um, any sisterhood with other of the WIC clients. Um, um, our food pantry and garden, um, it's more free. You can get how much you need um, and you can come multiple times. We don't have any like direct nutritional counseling like WIC has, but we do have moms that they share information all the time um, just about healthy eating. There's also a lot of different local orgs that deal with nutrition. And um, so we're connected. So when they have programming, we do um, post it on our site. But um, we partner up with WIC for their farmer's markets. So we were there. Um, folks were coming to get food, and then they would also find out about our programming, too. And we look forward to um, tabling with them again as needed. Most of the people that come through WIC are new moms preg- or pregnant moms. Um, so that's really good for us because most of our moms have um, are not um, adding to their family. Um, and so it's good that we have those, can help those moms, too, that are new new moms that and you're a single mom. That's like a double, that's a double whammy. So um, we encourage those connections. If, if you could um, imagine like food for single mothers, someone such as yourself, like in your wildest dreams, like what would you, what would you want for someone in your position uh, from the government? I would say like for a period of time, just covering, I would just say like at least ha- like half, I guess half of the expenses. It can be extremely hard. I'm not saying if you're working and if you're able to work, um, I would say half. But if you're not able to work, I feel like due to you having a child and stuff, I, I feel like the government should assist mothers, single mothers, especially when they're single. They You can't go to work because you just had a baby. I think they should. Some people call that unpaid labor. Um, Meaning, well, when you're taking care of your baby, it is work, right? Like you're right, that's you're what, working. Yeah, that's exactly. You don't get paid. To, that's exactly what I was about to say. Even not even having the ba- just carrying the baby itself, having to worry about your fat feet and then everything else that <laughs> comes with pregnancy. That's hard work. That is extremely hard work. Having to deal with um, the insecurities of your body after that's hard work that you have to do in, internally. There's so much 
so much components to pregnancy, even after pregnancy, that women have to deal with. Uh, that's work to me. That's work. <laughs> so, yeah, that's labor for me. Whew. Um, you know, the the ultimate dream would be like every household has a garden. Like there's a gardening committee that comes to your house and puts the garden in and it comes every week and helps you weed and teaches you. Um, and then also fresh, healthy food is delivered to mom's houses, period, preferably cooked. <laughs> um, that's actually what we would love to do here at Motherful is to have prepared foods um, that we can just give to moms because um, it's impossible to do all of these things you know, as one person in a family and, um, why not, you know? So bring the fresh, healthy food to right to the doors of moms so that they can, you know, take a bath (laughs) instead of cooking that meal, you know, because it's really, really hard work being a mom, you know, raising children and, um, you're sore, your body hurts, you know? (laughs) Um, just need a minute to rest and, and decompress. And so you can be in, you know, your full state of, of love and care to give that to your children, you know, because if moms are good, everybody's good. Yeah. Um, just the highest quality of, um, of produce and, um, the prepared food thing that's definitely high on my list and just someone to um, help our garden just multiply. Back in the garage, everybody packs up for the day. Rugi likes to check in at the end to see about the tomatoes. If there are any left, she takes them home. Sunday. So I, I ran out of tomato paste and today I want to make somebody. Oh, yeah. He needs a lot of tomato. I make everything from scratch. Yeah, well, our ultimate goal um, as an organization is to build a co-housing village here in Columbus, Ohio, and then to take the model of the Motherful uh, organization and build chapters throughout the world, you know, so that other moms can be empowered to work together for better lives for themselves and their children, and also ultimately to uplift the matriarchy. Yeah. I just see that that mothers in power with each other and others as a, as opposed to power over which is a patriarchal model you know if mothers are in power like people are going to be loved they're going to be fed they're going to be housed they're going to be clothed they're going to be taken care of you know and it's just it's a no-brainer so if we can get moms out from under the invisibility and out from under the straight up slavery of reproductive labor and get them into leadership, you know, while they're also being taken care of, you know, and bring children into our common spaces again, too, you know. Uh, I think that that's going to change the world when moms are, when moms are running things. <laughs> it's going to be so much better. And it's just a matter of time. You seem, you seem convinced. I mean, don't you see it? <laughs> You know, it has to happen. We can't, I mean, it's it's that or destruction. A- absolute destruction, you know, unless we bring the matriarchal ways back into the forefront. And by that, I mean valuing life. 
valuing the sacred life of all and love and nurturing and care and interconnectedness and all these things um, that, you know, colonialism, capitalism, patriarchy, white supremacy, all these things that have been suppressed and killed and due to those, um, those powers, like when we bring back the matriarchy, when we bring back the matriarchal ways, then we'll be able to save our planet and save ourselves. So it has to happen or else it's death, you know? Matriarchy is life. I'm Amy Gastelum, and you've been listening to Making Contact. To learn more about Motherful or upcoming changes to WIC, visit our website, radioproject.org. Go ahead and visit us on social media. You can always check in with us on Facebook. We love hearing from you. On Twitter, we're making underscore contact. On Instagram, we are making contact radio project. That is it for today's show for Making Contact. I'm Amy Gastelum. Until next week.